It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. Jason Bryant here again with another archived episode of Wrestling 411. This is episode 5 that comes from November 25th, 2008 with Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan. If you're listening to this, uh, obviously, after 2008, the year's 2015, uh, Jordan's son made some headlines along with Jordan's nephew, they met in the Big Ten Finals, Jordan versus Jordan. Uh, it's not like Jordan versus Bird one-on-one, but uh, you, you kind of get the idea. So this one's kind of fresh when you consider it's it's Congressman Jordan, and his name was thrown around quite a bit, at least during the 2014-15 season. So this is Episode 5 of Wrestling 411. Kyle Klingman and myself, we talked a little bit about the All-Star Classic that year. I had a trip down to Missouri for the Missouri Open and the Missouri Hofstra Duel. As well, I think I stopped in Carver Hawkeye on the way. I'm not quite sure, but uh, that was for the first time. So here it is, Wrestling 411, Episode 5 from November 25th, 2008 with Congressman Jim Jordan. Coming to you live, this is the Wrestling 411. Keeping the wrestling community locked down with the latest news and coverage tighter than any pinning combination. This is the 411 Wrestling 411. This is the 411 Wrestling 411. Light speed coverage like electrical bolts. We up 24 7 like a heartbeat's pulse. And this is the 411 if you want the results. If it happens on the map, then we gotta report. And this is wrestling, man, the realest sport that's around. And if you didn't know about it, this is how it's going down. International coverage to them NCAAs. Everything on demand, and you can have it your way. With the latest recruits, ranking spoken interviews. Who, what, when, and where with the latest. It's on the news, want a technique tip or something really entertaining? Here's a double light blast that'll keep you motivated. Got you training like a madman, getting it done on how to break him and take him until you make it number one. Coming fresh up off the press, you about to get some. And on to the wrestling 411. This is the 411 Wrestling 411. This is the 411 Wrestling 411. Welcome to Wrestling 411. I am Kyle Klingman, joined by the mastermind of Wrestling 411 production, Jason Bryant. <laughs> oh, wrong type of mastermind. No, it's it's right on. I'm just uh, every every show we start. I always think of what is Kyle going to come up with to call me this time. Oh, it's going to be something new every time. You it's, know that. that's that's what I'm kind of worried about. To be quite honest with you, so hey. I haven't used Twinkie yet. Yeah, well, I'm kind of using that myself tonight. You, you know, are I'm, using that yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm repping the old school, uh, old school hat. So actually, it, it, it's new, but it looks old. So, well, we got new stuff going on right now. All Star Meat. All Star Meat just fresh in the bank. Happened last night. We'll get to that. We'll also talk about things that went on this weekend. A lot of tournaments: a Navy Classic, Fullerton Open, yeah. know, Body Bar, some great dual meets, uh, Missouri Open. Wrestling supporting wrestling, which wrestling we talked about, wrestling. and you were down for a lot of this. You went to a lot. You had a big weekend. 
Dude, you went to uh, four see these bags under my eyes. You had a big weekend. I am. I am. I had a wrestling weekend. The only thing that didn't happen is I didn't get to Columbus for the All Star meet. But you know, I've been to the last three, and I would have loved to have gone last night. But I had already driven like a thousand miles on the weekend. And then to get back for the show here as we got Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan, our guest today. But to get back in time for Congressman Jordan, I just had to hoof it right back from Columbia, Missouri, Como, and uh, head on back and, and try to get some sleep. But I didn't leave that office last night till about 1130 after driving eight hours. So I'm a little worn out. Went to Iowa City, went to Missouri, saw some great wrestling, saw some not so great wrestling. Yeah. And we'll talk about more of that. Also, we had some great events going on on the weekend, as we said. And of course, Kicking off was, was the big all-star classic and the Klingman versus Bryant yeah, I kickoff guess, to the wrestling pick I contest. Smoked, didn't I? Yeah, we had to, we have to preface this. So, folks, if you listened out last Thursday, Kyle and I started our, our battle of the, the brains picture. we got to come up with a better name because <laughs> yeah, we do. I, that's been used by every like academic challenge channel ever. Back home, it was like, head, not head of the class, but like it was battle of the brains or, mm-hmm. or scholastic challenge or something like that we got to come up with a better name. But what we did was we started with the All-Star Classic because basically that's kind of the kickoff to the season in a lot of ways. it's We've had some dual meets already, but that's really what starts off the year, you know, at least for the last four or five years. So Kyle and I went heads up on our picks, 125 through heavyweight, plus the two exhibition matches, and we had to throw one out because as of Thursday's show, Troy Nickerson of Cornell was still in the event. But as of, uh, I guess, Friday afternoon, he wasn't. We had already made the pick, so we threw that match out. So we have 11 matches that we actually had scored. Kyle wants another one thrown out. We'll go over that later. But well, ended up being uh, 7-4 in favor of uh, yours truly here. Well, uh, good start to the season, and that's why you're the mastermind of Wrestling 4 <laughs> That's anyway, why you're it, man. We're just kidding. We're just kidding. We're having a good old time here. Hope you're having fun with us. Here on Thursday, it's Thursday, no, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Those show on Thursday, it's, it's Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. I'm looking to stuff myself, fall asleep, and then fly on a plane to Albany on Friday morning. Well, let's talk about the Northeast Duels. This is a, a great event that uh, Papalizio has put on. Frank Papalizio has done, uh, this is his second straight weekend. He had the, he had the Sprawl and Brawl Duels. We'll yeah. talk about that here shortly. And the Northeast Duels is, is, is really becoming an event. This was the event yes. where, where Hofstra beat Minnesota a couple of years ago and really put the event on the map. Central Michigan's been coming out for years. But this year, Iowa and Oklahoma State both there, as is the University of Missouri. So we'll touch on those matchups later in the show. But I see you're trying to shift away from the Pickums contest. I am yeah. a little bit. I'm yeah, trying I, to I went 7-4. and four, <laughs> went 7-4. and four. Uh, Had some, some not-so-great picks on my, my side, one of which was Jake Varner's Thorough domination Man. of Hudson Taylor, so a little egg what. on the face there. But I have a lot more egg on the face when, when we just go down real quick. 125, Charlie Falk defeats James Nicholson. He was the fill-in for Yeah, last second edition. Had wrestled Obi Blanc on Saturday. And had a good weekend. And had wrestled Joey Fio on Sunday. There's two ranked guys right there. And then wrestles Charlie Falk on Monday. This guy, he's going to be the only guy in the country prior to the NCAAs that has made weight three straight days for competition, seeing master-ranked opponents. Yeah. That could be an advantage come later, in the, oh, later, later I mean, on down the line. Yeah, so hats off to James Nicholson because when you talk about guys that he had to wrestle three consecutive days, that's like a national tournament. I mean, that's tough. Well, it simulates it, too. You had three weigh-ins, three days, three nationally-ranked guys. So 
if anything, it, it's a benefit. So, because last year I know he struggled with his weight at the beginning of the year, and now he really didn't have that opportunity. But Falk was just too much, yeah. a little too seasoned. Broke open a tight match late, you know, midway thirty seconds into the fir- into the third period, picked up the riding time point. So, you had initially picked Falk to beat Nickerson, so I could give you a point there. I I don't think you can. I can't. But the opponent it. was different it because. Is different. Totally even, even though it said alma mater, which I actually said last week, I have no connection to the match, and, and something like this, uh, even even my own brain wouldn't have probably picked no. against the guy ranked higher in exactly. that situation. Yep. No disrespect intended, but that's just how I'm in a battle here with Kyle for these picks. So anyway, 133 pounds. That was a bit of a surprise to a lot of people. It was maybe not to Coach Mark Johnson at no. Illinois, but. But keep in mind, Jimmy Kennedy has proven that he's a tough competitor, and he's a guy that's been in the weight class, and the key about him is I think he went out and he wrestled an aggressive style right off the bat. He uh, he didn't let the pace get controlled by Ness. He went out there and dominated from the beginning, got a takedown right away. And I'll tell you what, you want to talk about uh, the ride of Jason Ness, Jimmy Kennedy has a tough ride too. He's tough on top. Very tough ride, gave a lot of people fits last year, and he was a seed as a as a freshman at the NCAA championships. Didn't place his freshman year. Had a solid year last year. Came in as a number two seed at the NCAA tournament. You know, upended by Coleman Scott on the way to his his stellar championship run. And no shame in that. But Kennedy, I think this opened a lot of people's eyes. Or it, I don't know if it's making people doubt Ness as much at the weight. I'm sure there's been some of that conjecture today. But I think this really puts Kennedy in that that upper league to see how he does with guys in the Big Ten, Nass, Gomez, Slayton. So we'll see how that pans out this year. Real quick, 141, Nick Gallick defeats defending NCAA champion Jay Jaggers, one of three Buckeyes. All three Buckeyes go down. Probably you have to kind of see where the uh, the Ohio State is right now. Probably not as strong as a lot of rankings might have them. I think Cornell is actually a better team than them right now. Nick Gallick gets a splatle from what I understand and uh, wins a match 6-2. 149 is the match everyone talked about. And if you thought it before... I don't think anyone can say that uh, Brett Metcalf's going to lose this year. If it is, boy, you're going to have to come out with an unbelievable performance. Uh, the you know I hate to sound cliche or sound like I'm jumping on the bandwagon because I was actually wrong. I did pick Metcalf here, but I actually thought Caldwell would score some points, and that just didn't happen. I actually had a, a deeper understanding on Friday when I went down to Iowa and the Arizona State dual meet and. Andy Hamilton and was asking Metcalf the significance of the match. And as soon as he said, well, you know, same date, same state, you know, I'm sitting there going, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. I I, I knew right then and there it was going to be ugly, and I I couldn't phone in my pick quick enough to say, oh, he's going to crush. But, no, I, I I thought Caldwell would put up a little bit more of a fight in that regards, but I mean, if if you want to see a bull in a china shop, and Caldwell's, you know, <laughs> red in the wolf pack, you know, yeah, that's that's that was just watching the descriptions of that. I I couldn't have a chance to pull it up and listen to it last night, but just looking at the description of the match and those of those that I had talked to that were there just said it was ugly, and I I don't think you're right. Actually, I think you're right. I don't think anybody's going to beat Mr. Metcalf this year. I'm call, I'm gonna start calling him Mr. Metcalf. <laughs> I mean, he was. I mean, how many straight pins and pins was that on Friday at the Iowa duel? Yeah, Iowa four City pins, duel, four falls, four and then pins. and then tax the number four ranked guy in the country. Well, and let's as we move up to 157, this is something that I think deserves to be talked about. A lot of the 49 pounders have moved up. Jordan Burroughs has moved up. Dustin Schlater has moved up. Adam Hall has moved up. Kirk Kinzer has moved up. So. 
What used to be the premier weight class. What last year was the premier weight class. Exactly. Now is kind of being depleted. Some guys would naturally move up, but I think for the most part, I think 157 is tougher right now on the whole than 149. Absolutely. I have to agree with you. We were, Like you said, we were talking about that earlier today, just listing off the names, and we're thinking, wow, there's going to be some really good guys, not place. And there's going to be some really real, yeah. real good guys not placed because you know how those draws work, and one upset's going to just disrupt the balance come the postseason. But yikes! I mean, Gregor Gillespie beats Dan Valamont eight nothing this weekend. Adam Hall, you know, loses to Gillespie by a point. He's moving up for forty nine. Jordan Burroughs wins the Kaufman Brand. So beating Dustin Schrader, beating Schrader, a, champ. yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know, and and to some of this degree, some of this degrees, uh, I'm struggling over. It's been a long day. <laughs> to some degree, is what I've been trying to say is, it's not just everybody running for Metcalf. I don't think that's all of it. I think you know, as a wrestler, you want your best shot to win an NCAA national championship. Some people realize that, and some people just cut a lot of weight. And last year at 49, with as wide open as it seemed, you know, maybe that was the challenge. And people are going, okay, I. I cut my cut my face off last year to make weight. I'm going to go up and see what happens. So I don't know if that's the case with guys like Burroughs, but apparently he's looked pretty sharp at 57. This he has. Year. I haven't had a chance to see him yet, but you know if he's a solid 57-pounder, he's going to really cause some problems at the weight. Defending NCAA champion Jordan Lee Cornell does win by a fall over Kyler Sanderson of Iowa State, so he's looking decent this year. Uh, Second I mean, straight year, we've had a fall at 157 pounds in the All-Star match. Interesting. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, Mike Poeta had the fall last year over Craig right. Henning. Good one. Uh, in, in kind of the same situation, too. They were kind of in a, scram in a scramble. They kind of dumped him back and, boom, got the fall. 165 through 184. I don't even want to talk about these very much because they you were all... You can sum just, them up in, in, yeah. in simply two numbers. Three to two. Three this to is two. Uh, This is a wrestling's Achilles heel. It's what uh, what I I really don't like about wrestling is when you get these three to two scores. They can be fun if they're action-packed and you get a lot of flurries, but for the most part, it's get your takedown and stall. I don't like that. Uh, Nick Maribel defeated Mac Lunas 3-2. Steve Luke of Michigan defeated Jay Borschel 3-2. Phil Ketty of Iowa defeated Lewis Caputo Harvard 3-2. We're not going to talk about those matches. We'll move to Jake. Yeah, exactly. 197, Jake Varner looked unbelievable. Yeah, that one woke me up. And I tell you what, I've questioned, for the last two years, I have questioned Jake Varner's offense. This year, he's proven me wrong. He's had, uh, I believe, four pins. He's had a 4-0 decision over Dallas Herps and a 9-0 win in the finals of the uh, brand, or the brand Open. Uh, Cyclone Open, uh, and then wins 13 to one over last year's third place finisher Hudson Taylor of Maryland. He's looking good so far. I've only really got one thing to say to that, and that's uh, absolutely that absolutely that score last night just thoroughly surprised me. I mean, it really did. I mean, I picked Taylor to win. Just I don't want to say to be different because I actually thought he had the ability. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last night, it just didn't seem to show up. So, yeah. I mean, if anything, it... it Somebody posted, I believe, uh, it was our buddy Steve Halick, uh, old wrestling turf on the board. Supposed, well, Phil Davis did tech Hudson Taylor at the beginning of the year last year too, and look, look, look what the end result there was. Taylor finished third after getting tech fall 
really early in the season. So, hey, maybe it's like, hey, get your butt in gear. That's right. 285, Jared Rolschel at Oklahoma State looks good so far this year, beating Kyle Massey of Wisconsin 8-4. to Tell you what, heavyweights week this year. I think this is a, a potential for a guy like Jared Rochel to come out. I think he's a, a legitimate NCAA title contender right now. Going out on a limb there, he is ranked number one. Well, he is, but it's such a weak weight class that I would pick the field against the uh, the top guy in this weight class just because it's that weak. Didn't think you were a gambling man. I'm not, but I but we've had. That's how picks. confident you are in saying it, it's it's not that de- it's not that it's not that good. it's not it's, that great. It's it's. it's it's an open weight class. It's pretty it's wide open. open. I don't think it's it's got what you would call depth. Essentially, I, you've got four or five guys that I'd pick seem like they could win it. But this is a weight where like the seven eight seed might be able to come out and win this thing. Oh yeah, and you got uh, David Zabriskie who's gone back and who forth. beat Massey in overtime yeah. on uh, Friday night. Exactly. So Jared Rochelle's number one right now. We'll see how he does throughout the rest of the season. Two exhibition bouts. Joe Baker of Navy. Defeated Reese Humphrey five to one of Ohio State, and then Moza Fay defeated Colt Sponseller thirteen to nine. It looked sounded like an exciting match. Held on to beat him. It looks like Sponseller still had plenty of gas left in that third period. Just didn't seem to have enough time. Yep, and uh, that kind of wraps up the All Star meet. A lot of other exciting results. I think right now Iowa State and Iowa are really on course. Obviously, the the top two teams in the nation, but Iowa State's come out and they've impressed me early in the season. Not maybe in the Utah meet, but uh, right now in the last couple meets, they uh, dismantled Arizona State without five of their starters. Yeah, and, and somebody, uh, you know, that's just <laughs> not that's a good, a, wasn't a good weekend for the Sun Devils. No, it wasn't. One, you leave Arizona where it's probably like eighty, ninety degrees. You come to Iowa, where on Friday, when I got to Iowa City for that dual meet, it was 12 degrees. It was cold. I was not happy. <laughs> I couldn't find a place to park, and I got an inadvertent tour of campus after I took a wrong turn out of the parking garage. So that being said, yeah, Iowa State, pretty good without five starters in, in dispensing a really deplete, really outclassed Arizona State team this weekend. I mean, they had taken it on the chin on Friday from Iowa, 41 to nothing. Not exactly a whole lot of morale boost can come out of this trip. Yeah, and Iowa has four dual meets. They give up one match. They go 39-1. and one. Obviously, the competition wasn't the top caliber. They're going against Coe College, Iowa Central, Arizona State, Minnesota State, Mankato. Some decent teams at the lower levels, but they really dismantled everyone. Well, actually, not to get off the subject, but you know what actually surprised me or impressed me was Coe College beating Mankato. Yeah, so that's a, that's a D three team beating a D two team, and both of them are pretty solid. So and Coe's decent. They're, I think they have a legit shot of winning the NCAA tournament Division three. I think they have some some Ooh, guys there. Now you're going out on a limb. I am. I, I, I really do. They had enough for Wartburg. I do. I think they, and our host Augsburg. I really do. I think they Ooh. have enough. I think they uh, they got some talent there. And a real good kid at 125 they, too. Clayton really Rush do. is Clayton solid. Rush He's is, solid. Is real really solid. good. Really good. But as far as the uh, Iowa Arizona State meet, uh, I had a chance to go down there. This was my first trip to Carver Hawkeye. Mm, uh, yeah. I have to actually change this because when last week when I decided to go, I said this would be my first Carver Hawkeye experience. No, this is my first Carver Hawkeye duel. One of <laughs> so one of the fans had said, "Yeah, you're going to have to come down here for." Iowa State or Minnesota to get your first real experience. Yeah. So, sadly, I did not get a very good dual meet. We got a 330 dual meet in front of about 4,800 fans in Carver-Hawkeye Arena, which 4,800 fans in any arena, 
is usually pretty good. That's kind of what Brian Smith was hoping for and upwards of that at Missouri this weekend. But at 3.30 on a Friday and you got bumped for two under 500 women's volleyball teams, eesh, Tom Brand's got to be sitting there scratching his head going, what did we do wrong? We're only the returning national champions, ranked number one in the country, led the nation in attendance for how long? And we're at 3.30 on Friday. The, the matches at the North Gym, oh, that was a farce. That was a farce. I mean, it was bad enough not being able to park, but... I mean, I was probably trying to fight to get in there for a good 20 minutes. Fire marshals were, weren't letting people in there because it was just so jammed. Plus, it was like 150 degrees in there. Who needs a sauna? Just hang out in North Gym when they're wrestling. Hey, well, they did. Uh, they turned up the heat on the competition, and they're going to be at the Northeast Duels, as you talked about, as well Oklahoma State. And Cornell, let's talk about them a little bit, Jason, because they have six returning all-Americans. Just beat Penn State pretty handily. Only finished third at their own tournament behind Boise State and Kent State. Partially, Troy Nickerson didn't wrestle. Mike Gray went 0-2 at 141. Yeah. Shocking development there as he got pinned by Chris Davis from Sacred Heart and then knocked off by one of the Simpson brothers from Army. Yes, the same Simpsons. It's the younger one, William. So, boy. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, not a good weekend for, yeah. for Mr. Gray. Definitely not going on a limb and saying that Cornell is going to win it, but early season, I think they've proven year in and year out that they're a trophy team. I think they're going to be right in the hunt this year. Well, I think that that depends on what's up, what the status of Troy Nickerson is. He did, for sure. uh, as results indicated in, in reports I've gotten, as he looks sluggish in beating Tim Haas in the dual meet, did not wrestle at the body bar. Did not wrestle in the All-Star Classic. Maybe that, that shoulder injury is giving him some problems. I don't think it's the weight because I think he can compete at 33. Whereas Mike Gray, on the other hand, very scrappy kid. He's the only guy that beat, you know, one of the guys that had a few wins over Joey Slayton last year. Scrappy kid at 33, but there I am talking like Dana White again. Uh, just at 41, has was 0-3 on the weekend. Lost to Frank Molinaro, who had just come off a loss to Justin Accardino of Hofstra. So Molinaro wasn't exactly looking sharp. Then to get beat by two guys that haven't sniffed the NCAA championships yet, it's kind of, oof. Yeah. I mean, from Sacred Heart and Army of all places. Yeah, oof, for so sure. So if they want to be a trophy candidate, that's got to change right now. Whether whether it's Nickerson gets down to 25 and Gray gets down to 33, if that's what's needed, or maybe it's, who knows what's going through Mike Gray's head or Rob Cole's head right now. It could He could have been sick. We don't know. That's a very uncharacteristic performance for Mike Gray. Trophy team last year in Nebraska looks like a trophy team this year. They have half of the champions at the – Nebraska Omaha Open, 157 through 285, swept by the Cornhuskers, highlighted by Jordan Burroughs defeating NCAA champion from three years ago, Dustin Schlater. Three years. Think about that for a, a second. a true freshman. Three years. Wow. Oof. That's a long time ago. Stephen Dwyer, Brandon Brown, Vince Jones, Craig Brester, Tucker Lane, all won championships, half of the elite division. So they're, uh, they're, they're in title hunt right now as far as Excuse me, trophy hunt right now. And, uh, I don't want to say title hunt when I just kind of got ahead of myself there, but I think they're definitely a. a I was, was going to say, Kyle, that'd be another limb you're going out yeah, on, calling sure. calling the Huskers a title contender. No disrespect to Mark Manning, uh, one of our one of our camp sponsors. Exactly. As we as we mentioned that, but uh, don't think they have enough firepower for for the national championship. But yeah, good weekend at the uh, Kaufman Brand. Well, so someone else who has firepower not only on the mat but in Congress is Jim Jordan. He is our guest tonight. He is in his second term. He just won an election on November 4th for a second term in the U.S. Congress. Two-time NCAA champion from Wisconsin. We're going to have him next on Wrestling 411 Radio. We are back with Wrestling 411 Radio. 
I'm Kyle Klingman. That's Jason Bryant. We're talking college wrestling. And Jason, we have a special great guest. He is a legend in the world of wrestling and now making his way into the congressional world. And that is two-time NCAA champion from Wisconsin, three-time All-American, four-time Ohio State champion. And in his second term of the U.S. Congress, welcome Jim Jordan to the program. Thanks for coming on the show tonight, Jim. Thanks for having me, guys. You know, you guys are uh, you guys are brave souls, and maybe you haven't checked, but you know, the approval rating of Congress is like nine percent. So you're taking a step of faith having me on your show, but it's good to be with you. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm uh, I have right in front of me. I have a, a congressional bracket right now. It's uh, it's a wrestling bracket. And it's 534 uh, people strong. I uh, have you that is the top seed in the in the tournament right now. Of course, uh, sitting out right now are Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, and Barack Obama. If you win the tournament, uh, you're going to have to go through the uh, the ladder there. But I have confidence in you, and you're the number one seed, uh, Jim. Uh, well, I appreciate your your vote of confidence. You know, there, it's amazing how many guys that uh, I know who have a, uh, a connection with wrestling. Rick Renzi, a former member, is, is retired this year. And, and his, his kids were uh, Virginia guys. And John Sullivan, Oklahoma. His son wrestled in, in high school down in Oklahoma. So there's, there's several guys with a wrestling uh, connection. Well, of course, uh, you were a four-time state champion in Ohio, 150 and one, and then you went to the University of Wisconsin, two-time NCAA champion there. I got to say, if you have uh, aspirations of becoming a president or you ever want to run, I don't know how likely you're going to win Oklahoma or Iowa because in 1985 you beat, defeated John Smith 74 in Oklahoma. Then the next year you defeat Greg Randall. Six two in Iowa. That's uh, that's not looking good for those two states. <laughs> well, I don't think I'll be running for president. I should be fine, but those are two fine individuals. And obviously, doing both are doing a great job, uh, as you all know, uh, coaching collegiate wrestling right now. Uh, Greg, of course, at Boise State, and, and of course, Coach Smith at Oklahoma State, one of the wrestling powerhouses. So. Uh, two two great guys, and I, I got lucky two two years in a row, so it worked out all right. Well, I want to talk to you about your rivalry with John Smith. Here's a guy that uh, you wrestle in 1985. You defeat 7-4. to four. He takes a redshirt year in 1986. Uh, did you know that he was going to be special? Did you know that he had the ability to go on and win six world and Olympic titles in a row? Well, you quickly saw the year he redshirted. I think he, back in those days they had a couple of Goodwill games, and maybe they still have that competition, and he won that that redshirt year. And I was impressed when I, I happened to watch his final match against the Russian um, on, 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 you know, watch it on TV. And, and um, you could tell he was tough. And, and frankly, in freestyle, he just I, I never did beat him in freestyle. He was just so flexible and so quick, it, it just was hard to get a hold of. Where in, in folk style, you get a chance to get a hold of them because you spend more time down on the mat. It's a little more of a grinding type sport versus versus the international style. So uh, you could see he was going to be tough, and he was certainly tougher than I was in that sport. Well, we talked about it. Four-time state champion from Ohio, 150 and one. I want to ask what the decision was to go to Wisconsin? A, a decision. Uh, Similar to Lee Kemp, who is from Shadron, Ohio, you guys both went to Wisconsin. What was the draw to go to Wisconsin and go out of state? Well, uh, two things. One was Lee, Lee himself. In fact, I, I actually saw Lee this past weekend up at, up at the university. Uh, went up there to watch our, our oldest boy wrestle, and um, Kemp was uh, Lee was at the match. But uh, Lee was, you know, the the big name in, in wrestling at the time. He was one of the grad assistants at Ohio State, and he was from our state. And so when he um, he was part of the recruiting process. Plus, Coach Clevin and Coach Hellickson were just guys that impressed our family. And um, Wisconsin was the first first really kind of 
you know, powerhouse program that, that contacted me. And uh, Coach Clevin did a great job of um, convincing uh, my mom and dad and my brother and I that Wisconsin would be a great place to go wrestle and get an education. And so we, uh, we just fell in love with the place. But Lee was, Lee was real involved. Uh, came down and watched us wrestle and stayed at our house. And then, of course, when you go for your recruiting trip, he's, he's a part of that as well. So we just felt like we fit in. We liked it so much that our oldest boy is wrestling for the Badgers right now. Well, let's talk about your kids. Uh, they obviously are in the sport, and this is something that's passionate for them. How involved are you right now in wrestling, even though you are uh, obviously I'm a in Congress? Dad. I love the sport. <laughs> I go last year. I, I even I didn't miss one of Ben's matches. My first last year, last year was my first term in Congress. The first year I missed a few, but last year worked it out where I, I did not miss one of Ben's competitions his, his senior year. And then um, you know we're getting ready. Uh, so far, Ben has had. Uh, Two varsity competitions, and we flew down to North Carolina last week and watched him a week ago. And then this past uh, Friday night, we were up in Madison watching him wrestle against Iowa State. So we're, uh, and then our youngest boy Isaac is a freshman in high school, and he'll be wrestling the Ironman competition here in uh, uh, next weekend. And of course, that's one of the one of the top tournaments for high schoolers. So he'll be in that term, and he wrestles for my brother uh, for for Graham High School. So we we, we try not to miss a match. What uh, my wife comes from a wrestling family too. Her brothers and I. Grew up wrestling together, and Polly and I have known each other since grade school, and so she's been around the sport and loves it just like uh, just like I do. Well, what uh, what made you decide to make the jump into politics, Jim? Yeah, the, the the truth is, I never intended to. You know, I was I was going to wrestle, and then I was going to go coach kids and help them get to their goals uh, on the on the wrestling mat and, and, and you know, help student athletes, uh, and that's what I was doing. Was assistant wrestling coach at Ohio State University. But uh, the, the truth is, and it sounds a little cliched, but it's, it's the truth. When you, when you get married and have kids, you look at the world differently. And I frankly got tired of government taking, taking all our money and telling us what to do. And, and some of the- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Decision I thought were made in, a, in public policy I just didn't agree with. And so decided to run. Um... I ran for state representative in 1994, and frankly, no one gave us a chance. But uh, we just worked hard, had a lot of good families help us out, and, and a lot of good wrestling people. I, I, in fact, I was involved in a campaign in 2000 when I, um, when I ran for state senate, and it was that primary election was, at that, that time, the most expensive state senate primary in the history of our state. And I was running against a guy who was a 22-year veteran of the state house, and I was supposed to lose. And we were running in, in a seven-county district, and four of the counties were totally new to me. I never represented them. And in those four counties, the, the person who chaired our campaign in each of those counties was a wrestling guy. And there's something about the work ethic and the intensity that wrestling people bring to a, to a task that is uh, just, you 
know, second to none, and those guys helped us tremendously. And we were able to win that race when, when frankly, no one thought we could. And so um, the lessons you learn in wrestling help you. Uh, I don't care what you're doing, whether it's politics, business, or, or whatever. And we certainly found that to be true. Well, and taking that theme, what did uh, wrestling do? What did your experience in wrestling do that prepared you to be a U.S. congressman? Well, just just the toughness you get. You know, in the heat of a campaign, you're going to have your opponent saying all kinds of things. I've been in campaigns where they they run TV ads and they're calling you everything that that, that you don't want to be called. Um, you, you you develop a toughness in the sport of wrestling. It allows you to deal with that. But the most important thing, and this is this is a lesson I got from my dad, um, from my high school coach, and from my college coach. It was reinforced uh, again. But my high school coach had a had a had a uh, definition. He talked about discipline every single day. I mean, he'd talk about it in practice. He'd talk about it. In the, he was the toughest teacher in our school. He was the toughest coach in the state. And he said this. He said, every day, you got to have self-discipline. You're going to win. you got to have self He'd talk about it. And there, you get sick of it. But his definition of discipline was real simple. He said, discipline, Jordan, is doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it. And basically, that meant doing it his way when you'd rather do it your way. But I, I tell kids all the time, I work at my brother's camp some over the, over the years, and I tell them all the time, discipline is the most important character quality needed to accomplish anything of meaning or significance. And discipline is doing things the right way when you'd rather do them the convenient way. And we have found that to be when you're in the midst of a campaign or when you're fighting for an important public policy and you're trying to make the argument of why this is good, that, that kind of tough, disciplined approach to things that you learn in wrestling is, is so helpful. And um, that's probably the biggest lesson I learned from wrestling. You've got to be disciplined if you want to win in this sport. Uh, and and it's, it's a quality that helps you uh, helps you be successful in other things as well. We're talking with Jim Jordan, two-time NCAA champion from Wisconsin and current U.S. congressman, 4th District of Ohio. I uh, want to ask you about uh, Title IX because this is an issue that really gets brought up a lot in wrestling. Maybe not as much now, but uh, I know this is an issue that's, that's really a hot issue in wrestling. Is Title IX to blame for what's going on in wrestling and the reason that all the wrestling programs have gone away? Or is there something else behind this, Jim? Well, I think it's certainly a, a partially um, the reason you see some of the programs that were around 30, 40 years ago that aren't there now. Uh, because certainly at the high school level, wrestling is still strong, particularly in, in, in many of our states. I know right here, in, 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 and of course in Iowa, it's strong Oklahoma, but here in Ohio, it's, it's, I mean, our state turn will get close to 75,000 people in, for the three-day tournament will sell out the final. So it, it's big. So it, it is partially responsible. But more importantly, I think it's the interpretation of Title IX. Title IX had great intentions. Tonight we have four children. We've got two daughters who are both, uh, both been involved in athletics and one still involved. Um, it's been real helpful for female athletes, which we want. But the interpretation which says you've got to have this direct proportionality with, with you know, number of female uh, at, your, at your institution you have to match, uh, the athletes have to match the number of students. And when, in fact, the, you can interpret that in other ways with, uh, and, and, and be in compliance. So that's been a big problem, how it's been enforced, how it's been interpreted. Uh, uh, so to that degree, it's, it's been tough for uh, – it's hurt the wrestling uh, programs around the country. But I think our sport is strong. You know, you, you look – maybe 15 years ago we saw uh, – 10, 15 years ago we saw a lot of programs begin to fall. But that's leveled off. We're seeing some places reinstate it, bring it back. Um, and it's such a great sport, and as we've talked about, the lessons it teaches young people are so positive that I think we're going to be fine. And, um, you know, like I say, we were, at a, we were at a college dual meet the other night, and good crowd, uh, great presentation, good matches, good action. 
um, the kind of things you like to see. So uh, I'm confident that it's, uh, that we're going to be fine. And if you've been to any of the NCAA tournaments of late, you still know there's sold-out crowds there for, for those competitions, and that's, uh, that's great to see. Hey, Congressman Warden, Jason Bryant here. I had a question based on you just brought up uh, about the camps that yeah. uh, your, your brother runs. I've heard a lot of stories about how different this type of camp situation is. What makes the Jordan camps that much different than any other wrestling camp people might uh, might attend? Well, I would just, you know, Jeff just does a great job with these kids. I tell people, you know, the good Lord put him on this planet to teach high school kids and, and school uh, schoolboy age kids how to wrestle and, and, and the lessons that this sport can teach them. It, it, one of the things that makes a difference is he's there. He's there every single week. He's teaching wrestling every single day. So he is hands-on uh, there with these kids. And, um, and and people appreciate that, the fact that the guy whose name's on the brochure is going to be there showing you the instructions. And the other thing that makes it, I think, uh, somewhat unique is just the rugged toughness you have to have to get through the camps because it's not easy. They wrestle live every single day. And the, 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 the last session of each day is just an intense workout where you're just sparring and going with some of the best best kids in the country. And he sets it up where each week you have the same skill level and the same size kids. So you may have 40 kids, you know, who are the best lightweights in the 7th, 8th, and ninth grade in the country who are there that week. And so they get great training in the live wrestling session. Plus, of course, they get two, two sessions of technique each day plus the morning run. So it's just, it's just a tough week. And when the kids are done, they know they've, they, they know they've accomplished something. So I think all those things kind of combine to make it, make it, uh, make it so successful for him. What about the homemade lunches? Yeah. <laughs> plus it's rugged. You sleep on the mat. Uh, you know, and you, uh, in the morning it's, it's cereal and juice and fruit and then, and, uh, at noon it's, you know, uh, you, you make your sandwich and you get your, uh, fruit and your, and your juice in you and your, uh, and then at night we get the, the home cooked meal. So it's a, it's a, it's a unique, uh, unique experience in that regard as well. Well, Jim, uh, this kind of concludes the formal portion, but we have a section of the show. It's called the Hot Box, where we put our guests in the Hot Box, a.k.a. Asana. We turn up the heat, ask some uh, little bit off-the-wall questions. So I have to ask you, are you ready to go in the Hot Box, Jim Jordan? Sure. All right, question number one. We'll find out, I guess. Well, we'll see. I, I, you know, you're you're in politics right now, so I really want to ask you some tough questions. Yeah, this yeah. isn't hardball either. You're not going to get any softballs from Chris Matthews here. You're getting the tough yeah. ones. You're getting tough ones here. <laughs> Number one, right. who was the longest serving Republican Speaker of the House? Oh, um, Republican Speaker of the House, Denny Haster. That is correct. Uh, former wrestler and uh, at Wheaton, and former wrestling coach at Yorkville High. Yeah. You are one for one. Uh, number two, there have been 16 four-time state champions in Ohio's history. You were the second. Who was the first, and who was the most recent four-time state champion? Mark Zimmer and the most recent, probably Jaggers, who won the Nationals last year. Unless I'm, did I, am I forgetting someone? There, there's been uh, one since then. He won at... Uh, oh, Robert Jameson. Yeah, I should know that because our boy just wrestled him last year. And, I, and I'll brag like a dad. I've been beating last, last year, too. <laughs> yep. So you, you, got, uh, you got those right. Tony Jameson of yeah. Austin Finch, Fitch was a four-time state champion last yep. year. Yep. Number three, Dan Hodge is the only wrestler to appear on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Which current member of the Senate appear on the cover of Sports Illustrated as a pro athlete? Uh, Jim Bunning. That is correct. Republican from Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. 
you were a three for three, you're doing pretty good right now. I actually knew that one, too. I'm impressed, Coach. That's that's good stuff there. That's real good. Uh, Number four, you are a two-time NCAA champion, 134 pounds. This weight class has produced Olympic champions Randy Lewis, John Smith, and Tom Brands. Who wins between Randy Lewis, John Smith, Tom Brands, and Jim Jordan? Not in a wrestling match, but in a debate. (laughs) Well, uh... I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll say uh, Randy Lewis because he's one of the funniest guys I've ever talked to. How about that for a state fan? You can say that, but I had down here Jim Jordan, uh, the winner here. But uh, if you know, since you're saying it and you're the guy in the debate, yeah. you know, I'll go with that. Uh, Randy yeah. Lewis will uh, give you four for four. Uh, this is probably the toughest one. The state of Ohio has produced eight U.S. presidents. Name five of those: uh, Harding, uh, Taft, Garfield. Um, uh, Harrison, um, uh, uh, wait a I'll, I'll get the I'll get the fifth one here because I know all these. It's just gonna take me a while. Who's in Fremont? Fremont was. Um, oh, I know I could get I know I could get all eight if I had a chance. <laughs> you uh, got four. And, I got four. And, uh, Garfield, Taft, Harrison, uh, Hayes. And that, so, who did I leave out the second time? Well, you, you, well, there's Harrison. Harrison, Hayes, Garfield, Taft, and uh, Hardy. Okay, yep, five. that's five. So. Well, when he said Hayes, he got the fifth one, so you yeah, were still yeah, right. double-checking. So, wow. I'll, I'll tell you what, that's pretty impressive. You went five for five in the hot box. You are out. Uh, not many people go, go for five for five. Congratulations on that, and thank, thank you. you uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on the show tonight. Keep up, we, uh, Keep up the great work, guys. Hey, appreciate it. Really enjoyed talking to you. All right, see you guys. Thanks. That was uh, U.S. Congressman Jim Jordan, two-time NCAA champion from Wisconsin. The person you called is no longer on great, the line. Uh, great interview. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's not on the line. <laughs> He's not on the line. We're going to take a quick break here. We're going to be back talking more about college wrestling next on Wrestling 411 Radio. That's some catchy stuff, isn't it there, Mr. Klingman? It is catchy Catchy stuff. Welcome back to Wrestling 411. My turn to start off this segment. Jason Bryant here, along with Kyle I insert nickname here, Klingman. I haven't come up with anything good for him yet. That's all right. But before we kick off our final segment, I'd like to send a special thank you to, again, our sponsors who, without them, none of this, this vision of Wrestling 411 would be possible. We're on the radio. We're on the web. We've got the television show. We've got the radio web show, which is like a combination of three of those elements in all in one. Yeah. And let wow. me tell you, it's, it's, it's fun to produce. It's spectacular. Insert sarcasm. No, I see. It's 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 great. It's time consuming, but it's all for the love of the game, for the love of the sport. But those that have made it possible: the Amateur Athletic Union, Campbellsville University Wrestling Camps, the U.S. Naval Academy, Kevin Dresser and Virginia Tech Wrestling Camps, Iowa and the Hawkeye Wrestling Camps, and Coach Tom Brands, Iowa State Wrestling Camps, Husker Wrestling Camps out at Nebraska, Penn State Nittany Lion Wrestling Camps. The wrestling camps at St. Andrews Presbyterian College and Coach Joe Brannick, Southern Oregon University and Mike Ritchie, the University of Missouri Brian Smith's Tiger Style Wrestling Camps, and Coach Jay Robinson Wrestling Camps. Also, I'd like to thank our hosts here at KAUG Radio, that's KAUG, here at Augsburg College. The folks here, Grant, Seth, and Amanda, have been very gracious to us here. The National Wrestling Coaches Association and our parent, Media Sports Productions. So those are the people that are making this possible, as well as, uh, I guess, E85 gasoline, which I filled up with quite a lot of times this weekend. Really? Well, you drive a 1,000 miles, and most of it's through Iowa. You're going to stop and get the E85 because it's cheaper. True. I mean, that, that Bronco I've got, I mean, that Blazer, Bronco is my own. That Blazer I've got has got 136,000 miles on it. Gee. 
I've gone 2,000 miles this month. Man, you're a traveling machine. You're a traveling machine. Traveling. Tackling few. You need to be in a DeLorean. We need to talk about... Oh, I was going 88, but that has nothing to do with a DeLorean. <laughs> we need to talk a little bit about the West Coast because I think it's worth mentioning that Northwestern, top 10 team, got beat by UC Davis this past weekend. Upset by Cal Davis. That's Cal definitely Davis. a matchup situation. Jason Welsh wasn't in the lineup either. The talented uh, true freshman from California. But, yeah, that's a surprise. Arizona State just beat Cal Davis, I guess, a week or two yeah. ago. So expect some shakeups in the rankings because Lehigh just knocked off Michigan as well. Lehigh's off to a good start. A good start. They're 4-0 going in to the Northeast Tools this weekend. And I didn't have a, a lot of high hopes, and neither did the rankings. They weren't even in the top 25 starting out the year. They were not. Maryland was in the top 25. They've gotten bumped out. They've beaten Maryland. They've beaten uh, Penn State now. Uh, I mean, they're a, they're a quality team. They're a quality team. Don't know if they're... Uh, Top 10 team yet, though. No, I don't but know the, if they have the, the dual meets are funny, and I don't think they've got the firepower yet to be knocking off what's going to be the top 10. Yes, they did beat a top 10 team. So you could make the argument, well, they could be ranked top 10. Ah, well, we, we kind of saw how loose Michigan is as a dual team. Mm-hmm. So they're definitely a tournament team. They've got some real tournament points there, guys like Tyrell Todd and, and whatnot. But hey, the brown and white getting it done. They're, I mean, I think that this just shows that. Coaching has a lot to do with it, and Pat Santora coming in. I think he has brought a new enthusiasm, and I think that he's going to revitalize kind of his their presence in the end. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. VOA again. Well, that'd be good to see. And, and one thing, I'm going to take a shameless plug for us here. We've had Tom Rands on the show. They're right number one in the country. We've had Pat Santoro on the show. Oh, look at Lehigh. They're moving on up in the rankings. Had Brian Smith on the show. They just beat Hofstra. And uh, Jim Jordan doesn't really fit um, any specific team and coach, but oh, maybe it's a precursor of his son's success this year. Hey, Team USA. Team USA. He's a U.S. congressman, possibly. I wasn't going to bring this up on the air. I'm not exactly the biggest political junkie, so I kind of. <laughs> hence, I was notably quiet during the interview. I had some. I'm glad he brought up the home cooking. I, I wanted to bring that up because that's something I've always heard about the Jordan camps. Is you don't get the home cooked meal at the end. It's not cafeteria food. So it's it's the allure of the camp. It's completely different. It's it's kind of like a throwback to some of the old times where you, you know some wrestling camps would be on farms and things like that. That's the type of camp the Jordan camps are, and they're very, very. Uh, what's the word I'm looking at? Sought after. You know, you go to a Jordan camp, you're, you're going to get your money's worth, and you're going to get a whole lot more than that, too. And they're not even a sponsor, and I'm saying that. Hey, so. Well, a guy that he did beat in college, he beat John Smith his sophomore year. John Smith's sophomore year. Jim Jordan was a junior. And I want to talk about Oklahoma State because here's a proud tradition, 34 NCAA team titles. Not sure what kind of team they have. We talked a little bit about uh, Jared Rolschult being the top guy, but they're, they're pretty. They're, they know how to finish up top. I'm just telling you that from the results this weekend. Well, they do, but I, I'm not sure that uh, you know Oklahoma State. They won the four in a row last couple of years. They've gotten fifth. 
not really sure where they fit in in the whole scope of things. I think a lot of times they get ranked based on tradition. They're 7th right now, I believe. Not uh, Oklahoma State's that mystery team for me right now, Jason. They are the, the X factor, if you will. Apparently they look pretty solid this weekend, although they actually kind of didn't. They, they did and they didn't. They really finished off the dual meet against Old Dominion pretty handily. But I talked to Chris Pendleton on Sunday at the Missouri Open, and he had said, yeah, John was supposed to be here today. Now, guess what? They had practice on Sunday after that performance. So what other people see is that, oh, they rallied and came back. Oh, Smith uh, definitely put him through some workouts on Sunday. By the way, Pendleton let us know that John Smith is definitely interested in being a uh, guest here on Wrestling 411. So stick around. We'll we'll have uh, Mr. Smith on. Another Mr. Smith. And let's talk about Mr. Mr. Smith's reaction at Missouri. Brian Smith was not yeah. positive for this wrestling, supporting wrestling. No, no, I have to admit, I'm disappointed, too. I, I am, too, because some of the big reason we went down there it was to see what the wrestling community would do for itself. We saw 2000, the All-Star Classic, last night. Not cool. Uh, we had 4,800 last year trying to save a wrestling program. Yeah, it's on a Monday night. Stop making excuses. I'm sick of hearing it. I mean, you want to basically... Yeah, it's not good taste. No, shut up. Seriously, get to a match. I'm really this fires me up because there were two thousand fans at Missouri on Saturday, two o'clock in the afternoon. There's no home football game. The Thanksgiving students, the students went home for Thanksgiving. So you've got plenty of places to park. The Hearn Center parking lot, fine. Plenty of parking, easy to get to. Two thousand fans. Wrestling supporting wrestling. They've had bigger crowds, you know, sleepwalking at times. Uh, Hofstra was ranked in the country. They put a ton of time into this. And I talked to Coach Smith after the match, and he's let down. He actually said he's disappointed. He's let down by his own state because they're, you know, I'm not, this isn't verbatim, but I feel the same way. You know, where were these busloads of people that people promised? It's not a good way to really basically go back on your, oh, we're going to show up. Well, what happened? Oh, well. The only case where something like this is, is as bad as like at Delaware State this weekend when they couldn't go to the Navy Classic because their bus didn't show up. Bus doesn't show up, not your problem. Don't make excuses. I'm really fired up about it because the attendance at the Missouri Open the next day, as far as spectators, was probably about the same, and that was a lot of parents just watching their kids. But seriously, yeah. what is the problem? I'm sick and tired of fan apathy. People complain about things not being streamed on the web. Okay. I can deal with that. Technology's there. We can probably do some things. But is that going to keep you from going to a match? Who knows? But it's another excuse. Why do I want to get in the car and drive an hour? Well, maybe because our sport's got 86 Division I programs left is why. It's, we've lost 450-something schools in the last 30 years. There's no excuse for those of you to say, oh, we're going to go, we're going to go. Yeah, okay, if there's a death in the family, I can deal with that. I mean, there's going to be legit excuses, but, you know, not even, not even three thousand, and they put three, four thousand that place before. Hearn Center's perfect place to watch wrestling. Not a bad seat in the house. Great team, good facilities, energetic coach, good wrestlers to watch. I'm, I am, I'm, not exactly at a loss for words, but now I'm, I, I am, I've got no good things that I can, that can bring up of the basic letdown because Brian Smith put his, put his whole in his team, you know, really wanted this to work and. You know, if we've got we have forty eight hundred at Iowa on a three thirty on a Friday. Iowa's a different story. They've got they've got their tradition. They had to put thirteen thousand in there on Friday night. Two thousand. You're midway between Kansas City and St. Louis. It's an hour and a half one way, two hours the next on a Saturday at two o'clock. 
I'm just glad I'm here to see all this transpire with you getting all riled up. This yeah, I'm riled up. You I mean, I drove eight hours. What's my excuse? I didn't have to cover the match. I didn't have to go to Bengals and have a, have a, have a Cobb salad. I can get a pretty good Cobb salad right down here at Jake's on, in New Brighton. It's just, uh, I you know, sometimes you wonder what the heck's wrong with some wrestling fans. Those 2,000 fans, by the way, thank you. Thank you. Brian Smith thanks you. I thank you. The wrestling community that does care thanks you. I'm just sick and tired of apathy. Seriously. I mean, we're a walk-up crowd. I can understand the walk-up. The pre-sale was one thing. I, seriously. Well, and, and, and it's freaking <laughs> disgusting. And what I think you put into it here is I'm used to announcing matches in front of 50 people at no-name programs. Big freaking deal. This The fifth-ranked team in the country hosting the 16th-ranked team in the country. All Americans all over the place. And they promoted it like crazy. That's Commercials and football games. I mean, don't blame the students. Students aren't going to go anyway. Handed out flyers. I mean, they did everything to promote this, according to Smith. Videos on like. YouTube. It's been on Intermat. It's been on the Mat. It's been on 411. If you're a wrestling fan, you couldn't have not seen this commercial, especially in the state of Missouri. It was, it was so, all over. Well, let's try to shift gears into something more positive. I don't I, need to run today. I'm, I'm sweating working that one out. I know. that uh, you, you want Seriously. A, we need to have a Bryant rant. I think that's... Uh, no, because the show wouldn't last very long. I'd be fired for <laughs> really, really speaking my mind. Well, just to... You know, we're going to get into it more, but I think that uh, the performances of Iowa and Iowa State really lead into what is maybe the third biggest event of the year, and that's the Iowa-Iowa State duel. This is becoming an event in and of itself. It's right up there with the national duels as far as a duel uh, is concerned. I think there's as much energy as the NCAA tournament in a lot of ways. It's exciting. You know, you're going to be down there. I'm not, which is unfortunate. This is the experience thing I was talking about earlier. I'd love to be there, but I'll be in Las Vegas at the Cliff Keen that weekend. And then we've got one of the top high school wrestling tournaments, the Ironman, going on the same weekend. So as a wrestling fan that actually attends matches, that's a great weekend for wrestling. So, yeah. and that, you know, Vegas might be the, one of the best college tournaments in the country. You st the mystique of that Iowa-Iowa State dual meet, I'm waiting to experience. And I, I can't speak from experience on this, just looking at the scores and, and seeing what happens on the message boards when these two when these two meet, like the curtain thing last year. That had like 40 threads on the mat.com. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this, it really, this dual meet has become bigger than wrestling in some ways because I think a lot of people in the state of Iowa that don't even follow wrestling know about the rivalry. They know about Tom Brands, Kale Sanderson, especially when Gable came back that first year. You had the uh, the debate on whether it was the finger or the bird with Gable. Out well, on gave the, the arm. Gave him the arm, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, th there's that whole that hype that comes into it. And now I know that I've talked to people before, and they don't know anything about wrestling, but they want to go to this dual meet. Number one, number two in any sport in the country. And they both have six returning All-Americans. They're both at the top of their games. They both look like they're, they're even match on paper. It really doesn't get better than this. They're going to try to have standing room only. This is going to be an epic dual meet. Yeah, they're going to set the bar here. They're going to try to break that attendance record from the border brawl a couple years ago here in Minnesota. And that that's a definitely distinct possibility because if they can get 4,800 on a 330 on a Friday uh, when it's 12 degrees. Yeah. I, I think, and this transcends more than just the Cyhawk series or whatever it's called. And I, this is like the Hatfields and the McCoys. This is just, it's, it's. I think it's, it's getting to the point where it's outgrown Bedlam it in, in terms of the wrestling community. Because even while, even though while the series rivalry overall is one sided, just like Bedlam, 
<laughs> come on. Oh, it's uh, yeah, it's it's totally surpassed Bedlam. Obviously, last year Oklahoma did come in and they were able to beat Oklahoma State. Right, but that was the second Bedlam duel. Second Bedlam duel. So it's a home and home with Bedlam. Why not? I mean, I'm sure everybody's talked about this. Before. Oh, yeah. Why not a home and home during the year? I mean, they're not in the same conference. I mean, it, it's a great money maker for both programs. Yeah, wrestling makes money. These are where, these are fans that come out to watch wrestling. So. Why not have home and home? Absolutely. They took it away a few years ago, and I think it needs to really come back. I think they really need to analyze that. And not only that, but have home and home with the dual meets that you know are going to sell. Home and home with Minnesota and Iowa. Home and home with... Well, Iowa can't do that because it's the Big Ten. The Big Ten sets the schedule. So you're only going to see eight Big Ten teams with with an 11-team league to start with. Big Ten sets that schedule. But for something like Iowa and Iowa State, yeah, it's a waste of a date. But at the same point with this qualification scenario, you're getting a quality opponent. And if you win, it's even better. I mean, it's not like you're beating up on, on people from, like, Portland State or something twice a year. Yeah. And, uh, no disrespect to Mike Haluska, but I have to make a point somehow. Well, and I think that the Iowa Iowa State, as you said, uh, you know, this is really elevated to a level that is just special in the sport, and it's going to really be one of those dual meets that uh, that really goes out and it really is able to promote wrestling. And hopefully, unlike last year when uh, when they really had a good attendance for the Oklahoma State duel, Iowa didn't have the performance they wanted. This needs to be a dual meet where these guys get after it. They have the audience, and they need to perform. It's mandatory. And this is a match that I think needs to be. It's like Oklahoma State and Iowa last year. With all that, there wasn't a television camera in the place. If ESPN is, is, is airing all this poker, and this is another point about television and wrestling with the All-Star Meet not being aired live last night, it's two weeks down. The plus, yeah, ESPN's noticing it. The negative, we got to wait till December to see it. So that's the one thing. But this is a duel. I mean, you can't tell me a North Carolina UNC Asheville women's basketball game has the allure to a national audience like a crazed wrestle, a bunch of crazed cauliflower-eared wrestling fans in the state of Iowa. That's a dual meet. Should be on live television on ESPN. I don't care what anybody says about it not being marketable. You're going to cram that many people into a wrestling crazy state like that. That creates energy. That'll create ratings. That'll create interest. So, and you know what that does? That means the onus is on the fans. Why does that match need to be on TV? Because the fans show up in droves and show that there's interest in this sport of wrestling. I'm back on my soapbox again. You're back on your soapbox, but as It's going to break. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not as heavy as I used to be, but it's it's cracking and, and, and bending right now. Well, as we wind down, let's, uh, let's just run down the list of sponsors again because without them, we can't tell this story of wrestling. And this is a great way to promote and market the sport, and this is something we want to do. We want to have a highlight show. We have the radio show. We have content on the web. Uh, Jason, if you don't mind, just run down the list real quick. We also have Brazen Opinions and uh, Kyle's nicknames. My nicknames, you don't have any for me yet, but we're going to keep it that way. That's some choice words for you right now. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, once again, uh, thank our tournament sponsor, the Amateur Athletic Union and Camp Sponsors from Campbellsville University, the U.S. Naval Academy, Virginia Tech, and Kevin Dresser, Iowa Wrestling Camps and Coach Tom Brands, Iowa State University, Husker Wrestling Camps, and the University of Nebraska, Penn State Nittany Lion Wrestling Camps. Thank you to Troy Sunderland, St. Andrews Presbyterian, and Coach Joe Branick, Mike Ritchie at Southern Oregon University, Missouri's Brian Smith and Brian Smith Tiger Style Wrestling Camps, Jay Robinson, the National Wrestling Coaches Association, KOG, radio here in Minneapolis at Augsburg College, Media Sports Productions, as I'm running out of breath a little bit. Also, like to thank you to our donors this week. Got another donation in this week from a 
said Big Ten coach, so we will. Uh, that's Great. not on our list. So right. we will actually be. Those of you listening that have sent in the donations, we appreciate it. We're we're just being very picky about naming names on the air, but we see it. We got you, and uh, we're just kind of waiting for your heads up on that. But from uh, from my place to yours, I, I, we thank you for your support and your donations, and we can't do it without you. You know, gas ain't as expensive as it was earlier in the year, but oof, a thousand miles does takes a toll on somebody. So thank you, Wrestling Four One One TV. You've been listening to Wrestling Four One One Radio. For Jason Bryan, I'm Kyle Klingman. Thank you for listening.